Hello, uh, welcome back to the Our Scottish Future podcast following a bit of a break over the summer. Um, as you know, as you may know, each week we aim to pick out a subject uh, that's making the news in Scotland and put it under the spotlight, uh, trying to set out our view on how a more uh, cooperative, collaborative approach to government in Scotland can get the results most of us want to achieve. So today, uh, we thought we'd look at one of the big stories that's popped up into the headlines in Scotland this week, and that is the thorny question of heat pumps. Uh, those of you who have, uh, have read the papers and uh, and seen the news may have seen quite a few stories suggesting that uh, the Green Scottish Government Minister, Patrick Harvey, is about to ban you from selling your house unless you get rid of your gas boiler, like the one apparently he currently has in his, his own flat. Um, so we're going to try and shed some light on heat pumps, no pun intended, um, and we're going to look at uh, an issue maybe that the stories haven't really focused on this week, which is uh, whether Scotland is in any, any way kind of ready to implement what is an absolutely massive change to the way we heat our homes. Um, so this this story began with an article that Mr. Harvey wrote in the in the Herald newspaper at the weekend, and and he and as he says, to meet our twenty thirty targets alone, these are the targets for net zero. Uh, that the Scottish government currently has, more than one million Scottish homes will need to change to a climate-friendly heating system, a massive transition as big as the shift from coal to gas last century, but in a shorter timescale. So that's as that's the, the challenge that Mr Harvey has set himself. So I think we're going to try and look at, in this podcast, uh, amongst other issues, whether this is in any way possible, given where we are just now. And to discuss this, I'm joined by Dr. Pete Wood, an associate lecturer at the Open University of Scotland, a researcher in sustainability and a trade unionist. Pete has written a blog for us this week on the Our Scottish Future website, and we're going to talk a little bit about that and this and this wider issue. So Pete, tell us, if you wouldn't mind, why are we even having this, why are we haven't having this discussion? Where did it all, where's, why is this, where did this start, if you like? Hi, Eddie. Yeah, I mean, this this was a surprise. I think when, when Patrick Harvey launched a consultation about an energy performance certificate, probably didn't expect it would turn into a week's worth of headlines about people kicking down your front door and telling you that you can't move house until you put a heat pump in. Um, <laughs> and, I mean, to be honest, it, it the, the issue is he's, he's, he is not planning on 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 doing that um it's it but but it really does emphasize what happens if you kind of launch these big consultations but you've not kind of got the framework in place you know people ask questions they take the worst case scenario when you start talking about changing how people live their lives how they sell their houses kind of you know things are expensive at the moment so talking about the cost of heating is going to get people riled up so yeah. I think really, um, I think we can almost say it's a shame that he didn't mean this to happen. But ultimately, like it is the job of government to make sure that when they launch stuff, they're prepared for the obvious questions that are going to come at them. So just let's just wind this back to where this actually what this is actually about. As you say, it's it's about changes to these energy performance certificates that all of us currently have, and that all of us currently need. As I think I'm right in saying, if you're going to sell your house. You need to be able to, you need to be able to show this to the buyer, and these are things that set out what the kind of typical energy costs 
of your home are and you need to be able to give that to 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 people who want to buy your house and as i understand it the change here really is just to the metrics by which these certificates uh you know judge your energy efficiency and the proposal is is that the type of heating system you have will be included on that certificate if the scottish government reform goes through uh, am i right there pete is that basically what this is all about broadly speaking energy performance certificate um epcs they're there to be quite helpful. They're there to be relatively simple. So you get your house audited um, and it, it's not very expensive. I, you know, it's something about like 60, 100 pounds, which if you're selling your house, is not a huge amount of money. Um, so basically tells you how much it will cost to heat that building. So yeah. you kind of brand new, grand designs, triple glaze. They've got insulation come out of their ears. That's going to get an A. And you kind of haven't been touched since 1900. They've still got gas lighting and single planed windows. That's going to get a, the lowest possible rating, um, which is a G. Yeah. Basically, what he said was, was firstly, they're going to change the rules so that you will have to have a certain level of performance if you want to sell that that property by a date in the future. And that's one of the things that is kind of up for debate in the first place of like, when is that feasible date? Yeah. Right. Where this then comes in is that I think buried deep within the annex somewhere, there was, there is a position on what that would mean for heat pumps which are this newfangled technology which is actually really mature in quite a lot of other countries but they're not very common in the uk what it would basically mean is that if when that date in the future arrives your house has not met a particular level of essentially how much it costs to heat your home to a enjoyable healthy warmth then you would have to do something to move it up a bit and to yeah. put it you know to put it to put it bluntly um you know uh when when i moved in with my girlfriend we had a look and she lives in like a, t a tenement flat and we put in some underfloor insulation and that moved us from a d to a c and we've still got single pane glass windows like it is for a lot of people it doesn't involve moving heaven and earth to get their rating up a bit and that's the point but Whenever you start setting those clear deadlines that say, if you do not meet this rating, you can't leave, then you're going to get a lot of people who are, you know, a, a small number of people who are very, very clearly affected because then they won't be able to move out of their house. Um, yes. And that's, I think, why it's kicked off, because for some people, this is going to be a very big deal. Yeah. So they're using a bit of a stick to try and get us to become more energy efficient. And they're saying Basically, that yeah. the way you the way you heat that you know not just insulation or but the actual way you heat and the way you choose to heat, i.e., a gas boiler or something more carbon neutral like a, a heat pump, will be part of the metrics by which we decide what that rating is. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. Basically, you know, heat pumps have not been very common in the UK um, yeah. up until quite recently. So the existing methodology doesn't really deal with them that well. So they need to update it. Yeah, um, so, Pete. Let me before we get on to like, is any of this possible? Mm -hmm. wait, why don't we do a quick explainer? Explainer. What what is a heat pump? Basically, a heat pump is a backwards fridge. 
um okay. you know bear, bear with me so you know when you've got a fridge it's that little box in the corner you put in a bit of electricity and through kind of the magic of science but it's to do with air pressure and uh, you know an electronic uh, a, a motor you create inside your fridge a little bit of cold by using an electric powered motor to move the heat out yeah heat pump basically works in reverse using electricity you kind of power a motor you do things with air pressure and Mm. you create warmer water inside Mm. your radiators um than than you had before and it heats your house by essentially taking warmth from from the outside yeah now patrick harvey was saying right these are really common elsewhere. I've had a look, on, yeah, and he's right to say, you know, in Norway, as always, Norway seems to be like miles ahead of everybody else. Um, mm-hmm. They've got a lot. They've got a lot of these things. Norway, I think the last time I looked, is quite a cold country. Um, so, is it? Is it? Are they? Do they work? I mean, is it feasible in a country like Scotland, with our kind of housing stock, to stick one of these things outside most houses and just away we go, and we all have clean, cheaper electricity? I mean, it sounds brilliant technology work so in in principle scotland can have heat pump the issue is have we actually got the right conditions to to fit them you know it's it, yeah. it, it's all about it's it's how you do it not can it theoretically be done so the yeah. technology works the technology's fine and yeah norway norway has had them for quite a while france is putting them in great guns the issue for the UK is that because we've not really done it in the past, we don't have a heat pump fitting industry in the same way that it, you know, we we have we have mostly gas boilers in this country. That's what you use to heat your house. We don't have many people who who fit heat pumps. It's a bit like the difference between old school mechanics. It's a very kind of, you know, it's a mechanical system and these days everyone's always complaining that if you go to the mechanics with a problem with a new car it's like a tech issue they have to plug it in and it's a different type of mechanic you need it's the same for heat pumps you need a different set of skills and we haven't trained any yeah one of the reasons we've not trained any is because there's very little money being put into kind of further education and one of the reasons that we haven't trained any is because we basically come from nowhere We've set the kind of aims and these targets. And actually, there's some quite decent subsidies, but they've come in so quickly that we haven't got an industry. Like, it's it's incredibly difficult to actually find someone who can fit your heat pump. And we know that the costs have been going up. The costs of fitting heat pumps are one of those things that's been soaring through this whole cost of living and inflationary crisis. That's the problem. Heat right. pumps are fine. It's getting the people to fit them that we're really struggling with. Right, that's good. So you've got the first question you answered, which is, you know, because I think there's a lot of people, a lot of people in the press as well, are very sceptical about whether these things actually do the job and they're actually, you know, that they're, 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 they're claimed to do and that they're these bulky, horrible, loud things that just give you lukewarm water. But you, you reckon that, that so, so we, we, the technology is there. The problem is the implementation. And this is, this is, as you say, what, um, in your kind of blog that you've written for us this week, which is available on our, our website if you want to have a look at it, that there is serious problems around, um, you know, the, the implementation of this uh, in, in Scotland. Um, something that I think the Climate Change Committee, which is the body that, you know, independent body that examines 
uh, both the UK Scottish government's progress towards net zero has identified um, that we just don't have, as it says, the sufficient policies in place to deliver on these ambitions. Is it, as you say, is it, is it primarily because we just don't have a skilled workforce in place? Is that the main problem? Both the skilled workforce and and that we haven't really been like approaching this area for 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 too for too long. So just to go back to the issue, so you know, like everyone complains that heat pumps are massive, bulky, and loud. Yeah. One of the things is that yeah, mo actually like, and if you look up some of the references that I put in 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 the blog, then it goes into this in a bit more detail. There's been research from um Ed a, a group at Edinburgh University that the issue is that. Often the heat pumps that we've got at the moment in the UK, they often are a bit too big for your classic, your tenement flat, your terraced house. That yeah. is kind of common to the UK. But again, that is an issue of the government essentially coming from a standing start, accepting that like the technology works in principle. We know that this idea of a backwards fridge, that works. Yeah. But if we've not created a market then you're not going to have people developing products for that market so that i think is an issue that we've not had stability for long enough we've not been helping people to get heat pumps in the uk for long enough with a clear statement that by a certain date this many houses and flats will need a small heat pump and that's one of the reasons why no one's making that small heat pump if we could have had that stability from government for, for a while, um, you know, I think we, we, we've been having discussions about heat pumps since kind of 2013 era. They've been around for a while, but we keep making them quite small and voluntary. And so it's, you know, government's job is to make sure that the right incentives and the right framework is in the right place so that everybody knows where they're going. That, that's say, an issue. Oops, if, as you say, now, if, as you say, they've now got subsidies in place, I mean, I, I actually looked into this just, just out of curiosity. And as you say, you know, you can get quite generous grants now, I think seven and a half grand or something, if you want, um, to, to install one of these things. Um, if if that subsidy network is in place, surely the market responds, well, we you know, hopefully will respond to that. Or is it or is it just that we just simply, it's all very well saying the market should respond to it, but if we don't have um, a network of, of of skills to actually deliver these things, then uh, you know we will get market failure. Will it? We'll get the market to respond in time. The question yeah. is, like, they need long term stability and incentives. So yeah. that grant that you looked at, that, that yeah, there is now quite a quite a tasty grant at the moment for getting a heat pump fitted to a to a private home. Um, that has that keeps changing. It's been increased very quickly. Mm. Um, you can't train a heat pump fitter. You can't get them into these like local networks of joiners and builders that yeah. quickly. We don't know how long these grants are going to stay for, and we're not sure if you know are they going to stop the grant in 2025? Is there going to be a massive rush? Kind of should you if you are currently 18 years old thinking about a career, should you become a heat pump fitter or are you going to be unemployed in like 2027 yeah. or something? Yeah. That's that's the problem with 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 the failure. I think we can import heat pumps from manufacturers. We can create some in the UK. 
but people aren't going to do a big investment into building the type of heat pumps and the type of heat pump factories that the UK needs until they know like how what what is the game they're playing so what do you think um so i'll ask you in a minute whether you think that, the, that some of the targets they've got are achievable but i'm interested in what you think uh you know needs to happen if we're going to actually have a chance of implementing some of these some of these um, proposals as i say one million of these units by by the end of the decade seems to be the be the plan um what you again you go into this in your blog but i'm interested in what you think are the kind of necessary steps that Scottish and UK governments together should be taking on this? I think the, the overarching one is stability. Like, decide what you're going to do and then do it. Don't, if it's important enough that we need to get to net zero by 2045 in, in Scotland, and we know that housing is, I think, it's a it's a good proportion of that. I can't remember if it's fourteen or twenty percent, but it's in yeah. that range. If that needs to come down to zero by twenty forty five, decide on the deadline, decide on the funding, and then stick to it. Mm. As the Committee on Climate Change has said, the issue in Scotland and also in in the rest of the UK is, but particularly in Scotland, is setting targets which get a bit of press coverage. And then knowing from the beginning they're completely unachievable, yeah, that yeah. means that for your one day of press, everybody knows you're going to row back on something so they don't actually get their part of uh, – they don't get into gear themselves. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah, the most yeah. important bit, stability. But if we're coming back to the specifics of heat pumps and what needs to change there, there's um there's kind of three things. So I think firstly – it needs to be part of an integrated system. That issue of like, will you not be allowed to sell your house unless you fitted a heat pump? That is more a question of by a certain date, you need to plan to get your house moderately warm. And a lot of that's going to be insulation. And given the right amount of time, when you know you get the bathroom retiled or before you repaint the walls, you'd get some insulation fitted You'd be able to save up for it. You'd be able to get a grant. And the price would be lower because you'd be able to kind of advance book and you wouldn't be just scrambling in this competitive mess that we've got at the moment where you can't get a builder for love nor money because everyone's trying to kind of jump on these grants whilst they're available. Mm -hmm. um, so the first bit is, yeah, kind of increase housing stock generally. EPC ratings are a way in which you know if your house is good, bad or middling. Um, but then specifically for heat pumps, you know, we'd expect the UK market to get a bit more mature. So on the one hand, we'd expect private business to come up with some smaller heat pumps. But I think also we do need some work from government to address some particularly common Scottish and, and, and UK wide issues like how are you supposed to get a heat pump on the outside? of your wall if you live in a tenement flat with a shared garden at the moment it's very unclear kind of who owns either the wall or the garden it kind of differs and the cost of kind of going to you know an architect or the council planning department who've received enormous cuts bigger cuts than england and wales it's very unclear how you're going to get through the sheer number of heat pumps in the time that's needed mm -hmm. um and then finally at, at the uk level 
one of the reasons that you get these articles saying that heat pumps are incredibly expensive, more expensive than gas boilers when they're being used, mm. that's a regulatory problem. Mm -hmm. If we invest in renewables and bring down the price of electricity, and if we currently change it so that at the moment um, we pay uh, the green levies are charged on electricity, but yeah. they're not charged on gas. That's so that gas heating, having warm homes, is a, is a bit cheaper, and then electricity pays the extra costs. Mm. If we're moving to a heat pump system where electricity heats your homes, that needs to be flipped around. So either the levies are on gas or the levies are on general tax, income tax, call it a tax on, you know, on, on income and other forms of kind of capital gains. Take it out of electricity. And that That's means the cost of running the heat pumps will come down so that they're naturally competitive with gas yeah. again. I see. Got it. OK. That's interesting. Um, and and um, we're going to move to a close soon. But what's your take on whether that one million target uh that patrick harvey set out is is achievable on current on the current um on, on on their on their current plans it's not achievable it's it's absolutely not achievable on current plans um not least because far bigger and far cleverer group of people at the Committee on Climate Change have crunched all the numbers and have said there is not enough money being put into this area. Mm -hmm. And that's that's that that's the long and short that's of it. The bottom line. Yeah, yeah. That's the bottom line. Um, there's issues with the cost of living. Part of that is in the control of the government. Part of that is outside the control of the government. But the bit they do control, the Scottish budget, they're yeah. not putting enough of it into these areas. And is there, are there any thoughts as to how... Um... You know, this isn't just a Scottish issue. Obviously, the UK government is also trying to push people into this direction as well. Maybe not quite so forcefully as as is happening up here. But where are there? Where are there? Are there kind of advantages for doing this? For trying to do things more closely together, for collaborating on on this work? Yeah, I mean, I think you you would expect there to be benefits of collaboration. Like, firstly, the the UK have it has an architecture kind of in common that kind of classic you've got your your railway terraces although they're not as common in kind of edinburgh and glasgow they're still in a lot of scotland they're in england and and wales and northern ireland they're not so common in in europe that's one of the reasons why we kind of do need particular types of heat pump and expertise you kind of post-war council housing and then kind of your big mass builders of the late 20th century that's a very uk wide type of architecture type of reg so yeah we, we do have a heat pump market which is a, across the uk really and so you would expect that there'll be a lot of solutions that yeah. are shared and if you do things at scale then yeah. once you've got it right you can you can roll it out at scale it becomes a lot easier. There's no need to put up needless barriers if the situation hasn't hasn't got that form of complexity. Okay, Pete, that's brilliant. Um, we'll leave it there for now. I think um, I'm sure everybody's had their fill of fill of this story for for this week uh, as as it stands. Um, but um, grateful for your time. If anybody wants to read uh, Pete's blog on this, it's on our website uh, at um, ourscottishfuture.org. Uh, um brilliantly headlined pump up the volume uh in our in our inevitably 
uh, hilarious style. Um, but um, as I say, the, uh, we, we kind of exist to try and make an argument that um, uh, cooperation across the UK between Scottish and UK governments can help achieve some of these things. And we think that this is another area where that is the case. Um, but we're very grateful to Pete for the time he's put into this this week. And I hope you found that uh, uh, interesting and, uh, and get some explanation to this to this story. So thanks very much. Join us again soon. All the best.